Welcome to Angel Lady Movie Talk, where we discuss the issues in our film, Angel Lady, and meet the filmmakers. One of the issues in our film is building community, and building community with the use of the community fridge. Today, we're going to be interviewing an amazing woman that I met here in New Orleans. Her name is Jackie Rose. She has two extraordinary things going. Um, one is her amazing tattoo business, which is called Lucky Dagger Tattoo. And the other is Nola Cans for Food, an incredible self-sustaining business organization of people who collect aluminum cans, recycle them, and with the money, buy food and cook that food and supply it into three at least three different community fridges. Hi, Jackie. Hi. <laughs> Jackie, um, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Where did you grow up? And, you know, when did you come to New Orleans, all that? Yeah, um, I grew up in San Diego, California. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I went to school in San Francisco for four years. And I moved to New Orleans a couple of years after that. Did you move to New Orleans because you already had fell, fallen in love with it? Or did you come here for a visit? How does it, how was it? Uh, I came here for a visit. I, with tattooing, I, you can travel and do guest spots in different tattoo shops. So I came here and worked in a shop and they offered me a job working full time. And so I just kind of decided to move here because I liked the city. Well, what do you like about it? Um, what do I like about it? Yeah. Uh, I like that it's small and community oriented. Mm -hmm. And yeah, very fun. People are very welcoming in the South, which is very different to the West Coast or the North. Yeah, yeah. I, I Same experience. Same experience. So when you moved here and then you started just sort of guest spotting on in different parlors. When did you set up your own business? Uh, yeah, I set up Lucky Dagger about three years ago, uh, kind of right during COVID. Um, yeah, I stopped working at the shop that I used to work at and just kind of decided that I kind of knew that eventually I wanted a space that I would be able to do something more than just tattooing out of, whether it was like, um, doing like fundraising events or just any anything like that and I wanted to really curate uh my own space I guess yeah um, we I guess we always collected cans uh growing up uh -huh. but we I wouldn't say that we collected them out of necessity it was more just like everybody recycled cans and it's more common and it's just kind of what you yeah I don't know <laughs> I've always I've always just seen eating as like a very community. People come together through eating a lot, I guess. And it's also just something that, I don't know, we obviously we need to survive. And yeah, there's definitely like a shortage of readily available food for people who need it. Can you just, let's describe what you do at Nola Cans for Food. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So we collect aluminum cans and we 
have drop-off points and the first drop-off point was lucky dagger yeah and, and we've kind of expanded from there now we have six drop-off points which is great and that's uh just other businesses kind of jumping in and taking the initiative and saying okay we want to be a drop-off point for us how can we help um and then we also do residential pickups and the residential pickups we kind of got off the ground by offering them for free um so we had a free sign up we had like we reached like probably over 150 resident, uh, residential signups. And then we've kind of like filtered them out by people who kind of just signed up impulsively, but haven't carried on with actually putting their cans out. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we do a subscription on Patreon. So the subscription for residential pickups is between it's two, five or $10. And that's basically just a sliding scale of what you can and want to pay. Patreon is a monthly subscription. So we do our residential pickups once a month on either the second or third Sunday, Mm -hmm. uh, including Mm -hmm. February because of Mardi Gras. And there's always parades and we can't do pickups during that time. So there's one pickup a month and it's a certain day. And if you're subscribed, then you are basically subscribed to this day every month. I see. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So the cans, and then what happens? You have a crusher. Um, so we take the cans to EMR, and they have the big machine that smashes and compacts them, and they yeah. kind of sell it in bales, I guess, from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we take the cans to EMR, and then we get cash back for those. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. another part of our process is we collect containers, like this or just like whatever kind of container uh because lots of those containers get put in the trash and a lot of people save them because they don't want to throw them away but they don't really have any need for them so we collect them then we use those to serve our foods so that we're not ever purchasing extra containers so we're really trying to like recycle these we just get so many we have much more containers than we need and that's kind of how i found you and have given you those which is great it's very it's so helpful because the containers are expensive yeah you know so it's yeah. thank you so much yeah you, there's just um yeah there's just a surplus of them laying around because you get you know takeout from restaurants and they give you these containers that you can reuse but we don't have enough reasons to reuse them so mm-hmm. to yeah just meals in the fridge is great so if I get a subscription and you're picking up my cans once a month, is that when you also pick up my extra containers? Is- yeah. So we pick up the containers okay. and the cans. And we're also now starting to collect grocery bags. Um, ah, we're starting a couple different recycling projects involving plastic and paper. Um, and I also give a lot of the grocery bags to Community Kitchen, which is a different organization. And they hand out food in Duncan Plaza once a week. And I've been cooking with them for just a couple of months now. Um, they cook every Tuesday. So when I'm able to, I join them. Um, I want to ask you about the cooking. So the cans, you, they go, um, they get crushed. And then you have all of these cans. And th- do you recycle them and cash them in right there? Do you have to, is there another step? Um. So we collect the cans yeah. and then... Like, for example, when we do our residential pickups, we have our volunteers go out and pick up cans. And then we get all the cans uh, in one location on that Sunday. And then the next day on Monday, we take them to EMR, Mm -hmm. scrap them, and we get cash that day. 
So for our first few months, um, we kind of individually did cooking in our own house. Uh, so I would cook a lot. I have some big uh, pots that I use and mm -hmm. a couple other people would do the same. Mm -hmm. And we would kind of distribute this task to different people and people would make like between 20 and like 60 meals. So I'd usually make like around 60 or 70 meals and a couple other people would usually do less because most people don't have like the big big pots so some people would make like like 20 or 30 meals mm -hmm. um but mm -hmm. now we're starting to use the space at community kitchen which is great uh which is a big outdoor kitchen and we can it's it's just bigger they have more stuff mm -hmm. and so we've done that once and we're gonna mm -hmm. do it this month so i'm really excited about that right now we're cooking twice a month uh -huh. so in the past, because it's kind of been like up to the individual, like I would kind of cook a couple of times a month and like some other people would and we'd kind of like send out a budget for that stuff. Mm -hmm. But now I this month we have two days planned where we have volunteers come. So when we do it at Community Kitchen, we kind of send out an email or post it on Instagram and we have a sign up link and you can sign up to cook. And so then I get everyone's contact info and I email everyone and I say, okay, this is where community kitchen is come at 11 and we'll mm -hmm. cook and package food. So we have someone like rinsing out all the containers and making sure they're all matching. And then we have a bunch of different things cooking. Um, last time I had like 15 bananas and I made a bunch of banana bread and that was fun. And yeah. Um, what can you do in quantity that, is nutritious yeah. and yeah so rice and beans is of course a go-to because it's cheap and it's filling and you know rice and beans are a good kind of protein carb mix and you can we put some veggies in there also mm -hmm. um and then last time we also made a really good pasta salad and so that had a lot of different veggies mm -hmm. um i made banana bread um, yeah, and it kind of just depends on like what kind of food we get. So I've been buying produce from Costco kind of in bulk. Um, but I've also just been made aware that at the Hong Kong market, they have a shelf of produce where like when it's just about to go bad, but it's still good. You can get a big bag for a dollar. Wow. So I'm going to first more food from there. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. and then I had had like, um like just someone I knew had like a bunch of extra frozen bananas left over from like an old roommate so that's where we got all the bananas for the banana bread so yeah it kind of depends on what we have and like another day I had a whole box of potatoes that was left yeah. over from community kitchen so I made a huge thing of potato salad mm -hmm. and potato salad and pasta salad are really good because they are good cold yeah so yeah. they're good in the fridges. Are you happy with the way it's going? And are there any uh, problems that you see or obstacles that you have to overcome? Um. Yeah, I really like where we're at now. And we had kind of, we've gone through different ideas. Like we were wanting to expand our residential pickups and we were wanting to expand into businesses. And what I've kind of realized is we don't quite have the infrastructure to expand into businesses. However, we've just partnered with, uh, real cycle and real cycle is basically a waste management and recycling company and they do businesses. So now I'm kind of, when businesses ask me about 
pickups, I can say, well, you can join our residential pickup, which is once a month. Or if you have larger quantities, you should just go with real cycle because real cycle picks up aluminum, cardboard, glass, and compost. And then real cycle actually just gives us all their cans. Now it takes out the step of them having to scrap the cans and it gives it really like ups our quantity of cans. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. And like, they're doing stuff at the festivals right now. And so we're getting like all the cans from the festivals, which is really great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So I'm kind of liking just sticking to that and not venturing more into the business pickups Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it would be nice kind of like you were saying to expand on the cooking and do it once a week kind of like what community kitchen does mm-hmm. and the I guess the biggest obstacle is that everyone on our board of directors uh, we all have other full-time jobs so it's hard to find the time to organize um, yeah. cooking is the part <laughs> that I find easy because when I'm doing it in my house it's easy to just kind of take like an hour or two out of the morning and like do that but it and it's also fun going to community kitchen because it becomes like more of a a social thing yeah sure so yeah this month we're gonna have two cooking days and then depending on our budget I might try to do more the month after and we'll just see because also in the summer you know it's hot community kitchen is outdoors so we'll kind of just have to see like how it goes and then there's also rainy season so if it rains we have to kind of take all that into consideration right right so how many meals do you cook at a time when you're at the community kitchen what are you up to now so i think the last time we actually forgot to count but it had to be definitely over 200 wow made so much pasta salad and lots of rice and beans so yeah so then where are the refrigerators that you pack so the ones that are closest to me that i like to put food in are there's one at community kitchen on laparoos in the seventh ward and then Uh there are two more in the seventh ward uh there's one on toro and one on villery Mm -hmm. and then kind of in the i guess also in seventh ward maybe like up i don't know if it's kind of the outer Marini area um kind of out towards Lowe's there's a couple more there's one in the Bywater on Piety mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one in Central City on Washington mm-hmm. um which I'm over there too because it's my tattoo shop is in Lower Garden so if I'm heading that way sometimes I'll put food in the one on Washington mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah uh, I'm I'm just so impressed by the the scale that you're doing and also the fact that it's so sustainable. I guess kind of our goal is that everything is just being recycled. Like we don't buy new containers. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're trying to kind of expand and do more recycling projects because we have we do have a platform where we can just post something on Instagram and then people will kind of assemble and do stuff and. I think the reason one of the reasons it was able to become a thing is because because of social media and people have already been following like me because of my tattoo page and the tattoo shop. So it's easier to spread the word that way. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Is there anything about what the need that you've noticed? Well, you know, my favorite thing about the community fridges is that they are no barriers, access to food and you don't you know, you don't need paperwork 
or documentation to access the community fridges. They are literally just fridges on the street that anyone can access. Um, It's not really the same as like going to the food bank where you might not have a car to get there or carry the groceries that they give you um, or you might not have the paperwork. And it's kind of the same with like food stamps. Um, I think that most of the people who access the fridges probably don't have food stamps because they haven't been able to go through the whole bureaucracy and the government makes it hard to get that on purpose so Mm -hmm. it's good there's kind of these like alternative uh ways for people to get food that are non-government affiliated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think that that is kind of um I don't know the kind of the future especially in this city like it's kind of the same with the recycling you know these people who are doing recycling are non non-government organizations you know it's kind of up to individual businesses it's grassroots it's just yeah i i love yeah. the way that works it's people are involved because they really want to be and they feel in mm-hmm. a and they can um organize themselves yeah with with your help of course I mean somebody when you have these things that aren't just automatic like the you know like the trash trucks coming by like people when people take the initiative it the result becomes better you know like we are getting recycled things that are sorted and people crush their cans and they're excited to bring them to us and it's not kind of just like putting your trash in the recycle bin and being like I recycled a certain amount, a certain number of people that really feel they want to do something, not quite sure what that is, but you know, you've given them something. And the thing with the subscriptions is like, you can also just drop your cans off at one of our drop-offs. Thanks so much. So Nola cans for food. Is that the Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was just Jackie Rose tattoos. It's really inspirational. And I want to, I want to thank you for what you oh. do. Thank you for listening. Please hit the subscribe button to be alerted to the next fascinating podcast from Angel Lady Movie Talk. Goodbye.